exalt you and we give you praise. We give you honor and adoration. We worship you for moving all the mountains. We worship you for drowning the pharaohs, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, Lord, for your faithfulness, Lord. Despite all that has happened, Lord, we return the glory to you. We return with thanksgiving of your faithfulness. We return with thanksgiving of your love and of your mercies. We say, Father, let your name alone be glorified in our lives. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord, church. The Lord has given us a word. If we could turn to John chapter 14, verse 1. The word that has been persistent is let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. The text of this message is taken from John chapter 14, verse 1. It's a message of salvation, a message of restoration of hope, of dependence on God. That indeed he makes a way where there seems to be no way. He says in, in, Luke chapter, in John chapter 14, verse 1, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. That was Jesus Christ talking. This was a time when Jesus was preparing his disciples that he was leaving earth. It was a message that was given and it was a word that was given in troubled times. Because they were uncertain, they believed in him. They believed that he was going to conquer the Roman Empire. They trusted in him and there he was saying he was leaving. And they're like, you again? We've trusted that you will give us up. There are some that are listening to me here in the auditorium. There are some that are watching online. The question is, what are we troubled about? Some of us are troubled about what to eat. We listen to the message in the morning, Thanksgiving. Yes. But we do not, we look at ourselves. Do we really have any reason to give thanks? A lot has been said about Thanksgiving. So Momiela has dealt with that. We thank God. Some of us are worried about what we will wear. Some are worried about where we will live. You have a, the landlord is threatening. Or you cannot pay your mortgage. Some of us are worried about an examination. We sat for a test. You just don't want to think about it. Anything that will take your mind off it. Some of us, it's our immigration status. Or the status of our loved one. Some of us, our trouble is getting a job. Or staying employed, keeping yourself employed. Some of us is our debt, the, the credit card debt that has mounted over time. The student loans that are threatened. Some it's getting a good spouse. Some of us is, you know, you want to be engaged to be married, you are engaged and you're yet still having doubts about certain characteristics that this man or this woman is showing. There are so many troubles. Some of us, it's our career. The uncertainty of tomorrow. What happens if I lose this job? I've heard about a lot of retrenching, a lot of business closing down. Some of us, is our business. How viable is our business? Some of us, if that, all these things that I've mentioned, if that was your problem, you would say, hallelujah. But you have a medical report that is staring at you. You don't even want to open it because the symptoms speak louder than the document on your table. Some of us, it's overcoming an addiction or a child overcoming an addiction. Some of us, it's a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter that you don't even know where they are. Some of us, it's the world peace. 
the threat of what lies ahead of tomorrow, the uncertainty, terrorism at one end, ritualists at one end, kidnappers at another end. Some of us is that just the future is uncertain. There's nothing that is certain about life. We have the COVID virus. We have political agendas, politicians that we have trusted that have disappointed, that have made promises and have disappointed. There's so much uncertainty even in the stock market that you have invested. Some of us are not even sure about our pension. We are not sure about, you know, all your life savings. You've looked at the exchange rate is not in your favor. There's a fear of the past. If only they knew what lies ahead of me. If anybody knows the secret. And so we are troubled on every side. And we ask ourselves, some of us is a divorce paper. A threat of a spouse. Some of us, you, you, you don't want to divorce him or you don't want to divorce her. But you are sure that this person is unfaithful. And so we come to, to church this morning to say, you know what? Anything that will get me out of that way. Or we are tuned in to say, anything that will take me away from thinking about this. Even if it's just for a while. Some of us have drowned ourselves in alcohol. We've become alcoholic as a result of these troubles. Some of us, it's cocaine. Some is cannabis. But the problem still lies there. The Lord says to tell you this morning that do not be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me. Believe in God. Believe in me. Why are we having some of these worries? Why all those things that I've listed? Why do we have them? Some of us is as a result of the decisions we have made in the past. It's like the past is catching up with us. Wrong investment, wrong decisions. The Bible says God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows. He will reap. There are some Bible verses that we read and we say these ones self, they don't even help matter. If we go to the book of um, Matt, Matt, it's Matthew chapter 6 verse 34b. It says sufficient for the day is the trouble thereof. That means the day has its trouble. That, don't worry about tomorrow. The day, this day has its own trouble. If we go to the book of Job chapter 14 verses 1 to 2. It says man that is born of a woman is for a little day. If, if you can please show us that, you know, Job chapter 14 verses 1 to 2. He says, says man who is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. The book of, you know, John chapter 16, verse 33, it, it, also, it also echoes it. John chapter 14, verse, verse 33. 16, sorry. 16, verse 33, please. 16, verse 33. John chapter 16, verse 33. It echoes it. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. So you find out that trouble is part of life. Trouble is part of life. But we have one that is greater than life itself. We have one that gives life. We have one that owns life. We have one that has told us that he is in control. Before you and I were, he was. So he knows what you and I are passing through. Some of it are as a result of what we feed ourselves. The kind of news we listen to on social media. Some people are just 
outrightly wicked. Some of the news we listen to are so false that, you know, if care is not taken, I, you can ask my children, there, there are some channels I've stopped watching. There are some news media I have stopped, you know, because I notice that any time I listen to them or watch them, after, if I check my blood pressure, it goes up. So the Bible say, tells me I have to listen to what the word of God says. It, it says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, we need to practicalize this word, my brethren. It says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of noble, uh, noble report, if there be any virtue, meditate on these things. So if there's anything you've been feeding yourself that causes your blood pressure to rise up, avoid it. It says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If, you, you understand? So, the, the kind of things, you know, the, the made-up stories, some of them are so false that it's like you've gone to, you know, you, you've gone to a beer parlor to listen to stories and you start telling them to, to people who say, these things are so false. Nature by itself, you know, the imagination of man, you, you find out that even if there's no problem, you start making a problem. What if this happens? It has not happened. But you start thinking, what if it happens? What if I lose my job? Do I have any backup? Can I rely on this man? Can I trust this woman? I have read about this marriage. What happened to this man? What happened to that woman? What if it happens to me? You know, you've, especially when you Google some information that anybody that has these symptoms, you see the kind of diseases that will come out, eh? Hey, you ask yourself, why did I check? The kind, you know, although you just tell them, you say, okay, what happens if I have a headache? And then they will not tell you, skin cancer, this cancer, that's what you say. Oh, what? And the mind, the way it has been programmed, even when you don't have those symptoms, you start believing that you have those symptoms. You have, you know, these are some of the things that have caused the troubles that you and I have. Some of us are living beyond our means. The credit card debt, some of the things that we are buying, we don't really need to buy them. We don't really need to buy them. I mean, that was one thing COVID has taught a lot of us. We don't really need as many clothes as we thought we needed. Because a lot of us now in joggers and just one top, you go for meetings on Zoom, it's just your top they're seeing. It's just, you know, even if you are rapping towel, like Baba Meru, nobody, nobody will know. And we, our values, our values, we got them warped. We got our values a bit mixed up. A lot of us are living out of greed. We are no longer our neighbor's keepers. We are no longer thinking about our neighbors. We, we are so concerned about ourselves. We have the wrong company. We have the wrong counsel. Like Jonadab. These are some of the things that have landed us in these troubles that the Lord is telling us that let not your heart be troubled. Some of us is just sheer laziness. A lion on the street. I won't go to work today. There's uncertainty, uncertainty. What if this COVID? They said it's in the air. They said it's whatever you touch. You know? Some, I'm not saying all, is laziness. Some, we've come to depend on the welfare system. Because we live in a country that has a welfare system. My brethren, the Bible says, a little folding of the hands. A little slumber. It says social poverty creep in. We need to wake up. As Christians, we were not. Our Father, the Heavenly Father, is not lazy. The Bible says He walked six days 
and on the seventh day he rested. If your father is the Lord Almighty, then you need to walk. You need to walk because you were created in his image and in his likeness. You are looking for the perfect job. What happened to the Bible's word that says, do not forsake the days of little beginning. Start from somewhere and believe God to take you to a destination. Believe God to use that that he has given to you to take you to a destination. Do not let us forget the topic that the Lord has given unto us is do not let your heart be troubled. There are many stories in the Bible. Sister Nina, when she was talking, was talking about the children of Israel in, in the book of Exodus. But I'll start from Genesis. I always like starting from Genesis. The Bible says everything that God created, God said, let there be. He spoke it to be and they came to be. But when he was going to make you and I in his image and in his likeness, we were made. He did not speak you and I to be. We were made. But we were made in his image so that whatever we say like him makes it important. So whatever you say with your mouth is important, my brothers and sisters. The Bible says whatever Adam called the animal, that was the name they became. What are you calling that trouble? My head, my this, my that. What is the name you are giving to it? Whatsoever name you called it, it becomes registered. It is very important for us to know these facts because they are things that we live with every day. What are you calling that situation? What are you calling your child? What are you calling your husband? What are you calling your finances? What are you calling your womb? What are you calling your job? My brethren, it is high time as a church of Christ, as the body of Christ, that we realize that the Lord has given us this command from the beginning, that we need not let our hearts be troubled. The whole nation of Israel, they sent 12 spies to go and spy the land. If we go to the book of Numbers chapter 13, you'll see there. In verses 26 to 33, we read the account of the 12 spies. What they said was true. What they saw was true. They said, we saw the land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord had described. It's a land of blessings, a land of this and that. They, they all saw it. They saw the son of the Anaks, the giants. But two of them, you know, there was something they said. They said that the land that we sw saw swallows up its inhabitants. What has swallowed up your children in this land? What has swallowed up your children? What has swallowed up your, your marriage in this nation? What has swallowed you up in the land of Canada? You've seen the, you, the roads are good. The government is good. The welfare system is good. The education system is good. But what have you allowed to swallow you up? And then two of them came and said, but we know that our God is able. That was the only thing that made the difference. And the same God I introduced to you today. If you do not know him, know him that he is able to deliver you from the situation. Not out of sentiment, I tell you the truth. That only those two, the Lord said, if you go back to the numbers, to the book of Numbers, He said, what those ten said, it will happen to them as they said it. 
So whatever the problem, whatever the challenges, my brethren, I know time is not on my side. I still have a lot in my notes. But I want to encourage all of us this morning that regardless of whatever the problem is, whatever the situation is, it is what you call it. Have you given your life to Christ? Because you have wandered in this desert for too long. It is high time for us to return back to God. There are people in the Bible that face different situations. Some of them we can relate to all these problems, all these troubles that we are taught. Abraham struggled with fertility. David struggled with fear. He ran from Saul from different, he struggled with his past. Every time the Bible, even after, after Uriah died, every time the Bible mentioned Bathsheba, they never said Bathsheba was the wife of David. Go and check it. Says the wife of Uriah. There are things that we do in our past that hunts us into our future. Be careful what we are doing now. Because the Bible has told us that it will deliver us from this trouble. It will deliver us. Daniel was in the lion's den. The three boys were thrown into a furnace of fire. But the same God delivered them. That's why he tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What is that situation? What is that challenge? The Bible says in Psalm 55 verse 22, it says, cast your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you. It says, do not worry about what you will eat or what you will drink. Or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than this? The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 31, a lot of us are worried about our enemies. It says, if God be for us, what can be against us? Psalm 23 verse 4 says, a lot of us are worried about death. The fear of death. But the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 8, it says, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask. He says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your petitions be made known unto God. But it does not end there. It says, and the peace of the Lord that passeth all understanding will rule your hearts and mind. I will, I will talk about the story of a young man. He was, he was into drugs. He was into drugs and he made money, he made money quite well, quite young. But the money he made got him into drugs. And even while he was in hospital, somebody gave him the New Testament. You know that Gideon's Bible? A lot of us, some of us don't know it. I thought I was going to bring one to church today. But the, the, the paper in the Gideon's Bible, you know, it's very thin. But he saw it as a very good thing to wrap his drugs. He smoked the whole of Matthew. He smoked the whole of Luke. But when he got to the book of John, he found the Lord. He found the Lord while he was wrapping it. He saw the love of God. 
I bring you that same love wherever you are in life. No matter how down you are, no matter how low you are, no matter how bitter you are, no matter how disappointed you are, it can meet you wherever you are. It can meet you. That is, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. I don't know what your past is. Whether you've kidnapped somebody, you've murdered someone. I don't know what, and the Lord knows. But please come to Jesus. I don't know whether you are listening from a prison cell or you are just being, you know, in a, in a hospital room or you are in hospice. This same guy today is saved. The psychologist that was meant to treat him could not believe. She was an ex-model. Her name is Tommy. And the guy's name is Earl. This is a true life story. I did not change the names. I just don't give you the last names. Tommy was meant to, was a psychologist attached to her. And she wondered, she has a model. She could not manage life. And after, he, she noticed the change in him after he met Jesus Christ. And you, be, you won't believe it. That was one of Tommy's first convert. Was a psychologist. Today, the two of them are married. And they, they, you know, they take their story everywhere. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. You might say, she's saying it because, you know, she doesn't know what I'm going to. He knows what you're going to. I don't need to know. But he knows. And he will meet you where you are. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Bible says, I have been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed bread for bread. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. He says, do not fear. It's, there's this song that says, God is not dead. What are we supposed to do with this message? Trust in God. If you do not know him, give your life to him. Please, I'm not saying it out of fear. That if you die, then you know, you go to, no, 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 no. But come to him. Enjoy him while you are alive. Enjoy him. Enjoy this new birth. He promised eternal life and he never, he never breaks his promise. May the Lord bless us all. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I know you gave me more than this to say. But I have said what you have said as you say, Lord. I surrender your people to you, Lord. You created us. You gave us your only son. And you did not end it there. You gave us your Holy Spirit to lead us through these times that we are in. These are times that men fear. Men have committed suicide because of the fear. But you have told us, and you've said it again, repeatedly throughout last week, you said it. Let not your heart be troubled. Every one of us that is troubled, Lord, there's none of us that do not have a concern about something. A member of the family, our marriage, our finances, our job, Lord, our health, Lord, whatever it is, the political system. Some of us are afraid of our nation. Father, but we know that at the end of it all, you will be glorified. Be thou exalted, O God, for in Jesus' mighty and matchless name.